time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2578. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk. Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Dodger Talk on this Thursday night, September 15th. Hope you are well. Los Angeles Dodgers off tonight. They'll continue their three-city road trip tomorrow night in San Francisco after taking two or three in San Diego over the weekend then taking two or three in Arizona against the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers off tonight, and they'll start a three-game series against the Giants tomorrow. Dustin May and Logan Webb will be the series opening tandem. Uh, first pitch set at 7.15 while Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck beginning tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Hope you've been listening to AM570 all day long since noon. We've been giving away Dodger tickets every hour, and we're going to do so here tonight on Dodger Talk. And tomorrow beginning at noon, more Dodger tickets to give away. So we'll be listening for the cue to call during Rogan and Ronnie, Petro some money, and then here on Dodger Talk tonight, just a heads up, it's going to be in the next 10 or 15 minutes or so. Don't want to delay you. Don't want you to have to wait around for the next hour. We will get you those Dodger ticket giveaways coming up here in just a little bit. Last night, the Dodgers lost in extra innings to the Arizona Diamondbacks, a game in which the Dodgers did not start for their regulars. No Trey Turner, no Freddie Freeman, no Mookie Betts, no Justin Turner. It was a lineup that was put together that had Trace Thompson in batting cleanup. It was the game after the Dodgers clinched the National League West. And you knew this Dodger lineup wasn't going to look the same. Guys were going to get a day off after a night of celebration. In fact, they called up Michael Grove from AAA Oklahoma City to get the starts. And the young right-hander pitched well. Five innings, retired the final nine batters that he faced. The Dodgers would end up losing in extra innings on a three-run home run from Sergio Alcantara off of Craig Kimbrell. I don't want to make a big deal about the home run. It was a pitch that he kind of left up and in. It was a good job by Sergio hitting the ball out of the ballpark. It was the first time since August 17th that he has given up a run. It ended a streak of nine straight scoreless appearances for Craig Kimbrell. I think he needs to listen to what his walk-up song is and let it go, moving on to his next performance. With that being said, the Dodgers today, not a lot of news involving the Blue. Until Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register put out a piece about Trey Turner. Now, Trey Turner is having a fantastic season. Top five in batting average, hits, having a great year at shortstop for the Dodgers. Took over the shortstop position here in his final year of his contract. Last year was the second baseman with Corey Seager at shortstop. But this year, the everyday shortstop for the Dodgers uh, earned his second all-star selection early this year. Uh, hitting 305, 20 home runs, 24 stolen bases in 140 games, having a fantastic season. And Trey Turner is a free agent at the end of this year. Now, this isn't a secret. Didn't catch up on anybody all of a sudden with a big surprise. We knew he was going to be a free agent, and he will be when this offseason begins. The Dodgers and Trey Turner, before the season started during spring training, talked a little bit, but no agreement on a long-term deal. And both sides said, we'll pick up these conversations after the season is over, we don't want it to be a distraction. Well, here we are 
the final few weeks of the regular season. Dodgers have clinched. The Mets are close. The St. Louis Cardinals are close. We're starting to see the end of the season for the teams who have no hope at all. And with that brings the start of talk of offseason moves and free agency. And you start hearing about who are the big free agents this offseason. Well, if you go to middle infielders, Xander Bogards, um, Carlos Correa, who signed a one-year deal last year in Minnesota, is a free agent again. And you've got Trey Turner, who could be the biggest name on the free agent market that isn't a pitcher. Trey Turner could demand Corey Seager-type money. And that's what Bill Plunkett talked about today in his conversation with Trey Turner was that Trey Turner said, quote, I originally said that I wouldn't actually get traded to certain places. I was trying to control as much as I could because a lot of what was out there was out of my control. Yeah, I'm an East Coast guy, says Trey Turner. But with free agency, you get to pick and control as much as you can in your entire career. I'm open to anything, really. Everything is in play. To me, I read that as, wow, he's now open to the Dodgers and staying a Dodger for the rest of his career and signing a long-term deal. That's how I read it. When he says everything is in play, I remember when he got traded to the Dodgers and when the rumors were out there, David Vasse talked about this, our Dodger insider. Trey Turner was hesitant about coming west. Trey Turner wanted to stay on the East Coast. Trey Turner had a year and a half left on his contract when he got traded last year at the deadline with Max Scherzer. He's an East Coast guy. He's a Florida native, went to school back East, lives back East, his wife's from back East. They live in the offseason on the East Coast. He made no bones about it, even even said it to Bill Plunkett, again, re rehashing what he said a year ago, that he didn't have the control, but he tried to have as much control as possible and letting people know he didn't want to go out West. He wanted to stay on the East Coast. He got traded to the Dodgers, and you can, you can say he's been very successful here on the field, and it sounds like He's now open because he says everything is in play when free agency gets here in November. I read that as a positive. I read that as, wow, that's great news. He's open to playing for the Dodgers long-term and on the West Coast. Whereas other people on social media took it and ran and headlines galore about East Coast, East Coast, everything's in play that he wants to get as far away from the West Coast as possible and go back East and sign with somebody back there when he becomes a free agent. I saw the same quote. I thought something completely different. Now, Trey Turner will have a big decision to make. And certainly, his representation was going to want him to get as much as possible when he's a free agent. We know that. Trey Turner is going to get buco dollars. Look at what he's done. World Series champ, a guy who plays pretty much every day for you at shortstop, really good above-average defender at short, top-of-the-lineup guy, one or two in the lineup, gets on base, has speed, which is now being brought back into this game. He can do it all, but he's going to be paid a king's ransom. Why? Well, David Vasse mentioned it earlier with Petros and Jonas, here on the Petros of Money Show on AM570. And if you didn't hear it, he basically said, look at Corey Seager and what he got. 10 years, $325 million. That's the same ballpark, money-wise, that Trey Turner's going to demand in free agency. 
when you think about it, they're pretty much right around the same age. There, there's about an 11-month gap there between the two of them. Corey Seager's currently 28. Trey Turner's 29. He'll be 30 on opening day. Do I see him getting a 10-year deal? Probably not. I would put him you know, four, at the age of 40. I could see a seven- or eight-year deal that's maybe backloaded or average per year is really high that gets him to a number he's very comfortable with. But Corey Seager is 28 and got a 10-year, $325 million contract. So he'll be, what, 20, he'll be 38, 37, 38 when he's a free agent. It's a lot different than Trey Turner who would be going on 40 on a 10-year deal. So I don't think the years-wise matchup, but certainly you're talking about same kind of ballpark financial numbers that Corey Seager received last offseason. Are the Dodgers going to spend that kind of money? And I bring this up now not because it's, you know, uh, a pressing issue, but on an off day in which the Dodgers have already won the division, this is what was brought up today. Trey Turner, everything in play for free agency this November. And you got a report out of Chicago that Trey Turner and the Cubs, he'd be interested in playing there. There's mutual interest, according to NBC Sports Chicago's David Kaplan in a report today that there's interesting that there's, quote, what he says, mutual interest in Trey Turner. Maybe going back to Washington and the Nationals is a possibility. The Atlanta Braves, Dansby Swanson's a free agent. The Yankees. The Washington Nationals have a ton of money. The Phillies. There are options on the East Coast, more so than you can make a case on the West Coast, unless the Giants all of a sudden want to get into the bidding. But again, if you if you got online, if you're you know checking on your Dodgers today on this off day, this was a big story. And maybe bigger than it should be, I think, because people want to blow it up that, you know, Trey Turner having this great all-star season going into free agency. We haven't got to the playoffs yet. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. But I get it. A lot of teams out of the running. A lot of teams already looking ahead to free agency and how to better their teams for next year are looking at the Dodgers' Trey Turner. Now, this is not a distraction for Trey, certainly not a distraction for the Dodgers because they've been not talking all year long. And here we are on September 15th, and the story's out there that teams are interested in Trey Turner. He made the comment that, yeah, everything is on the ends in play for him. Again, I read it as a positive that he's now open to staying on the West Coast and playing long-term, whereas before, and he even admitted it, he wanted to stay on the East Coast, even at the trade deadline last year. Keep in mind, the Dodgers, Freddie Freeman, Locked up for $27 million per year for the next X amount of years. Mookie Betts, long-term deal. Justin Turner next year is making money. CT3, Max Muncy signed extensions. But after that, Bellinger, Free Jane after next year, Walker Bueller after 2024, Will Smith even down the line after that. It's feasible the Dodgers could be in the running for, for Trey Turner and pay him in that ballpark number around what Corey Seager was getting. I don't know if the years match up, but certainly the numbers would be equal for a Trey Turner. And again, the Dodgers certainly have the I think financial flexibility to do so. 866-987-2570. All right. Caller 5 right now. You're going to get tickets to the game on September 25th. Dodgers, St. Louis Cardinals. Who wants to go? 866-987-2570. Dodgers taking on Albert Pujols, who could hit home run, what, number 700 
against the Dodgers that weekend. 866-987-2570. Caller number, let's call it five for Albert Pujols. You're going to the Dodgers and Cardinals on Sunday, September 25th. We got a busy show tonight, a real busy show. We're going to get a farm report coming up in about 30 minutes. Coming up in just a little bit, I want to get into the X factor for this Dodgers team. Because Tony Gonsolin, yeah, a little bit of a question mark on whether or not he'll be ready come postseason. And if he is, which we fully expect him to be ready at some capacity, what does that mean? What does that look like for Tony Gonsolin contributing to this rotation? Dave Roberts hinted at it yesterday in Arizona, but also the X factor in the bullpen. A name has reemerged. A new guy has popped up in the Dodgers bullpen. He has come off the IL, and in my opinion, he is a guy to look after in October for this Dodgers bullpen, and he could be a big-time player and stopper for them at the back end of this bullpen. Not a closer, but a guy who could be a high-leverage reliever for them, 6th, 7th, 8th inning, and get them out if needed. 866-987-2570. Again, caller 5, you're going to the game Dodgers and Cardinals on September 25th. Courtesy of your home of the Dodgers, AM570 LA Sports. Be listening tomorrow all day starting at noon with Rogan and Rodney as we give away tickets as well to that game on September 25th. So there you go. Trey Turner says everything is in play for him in MLB free agency. I look at that as a positive, meaning he's open to staying on the West Coast, open to staying with the Dodgers and signing a long-term deal. Others who are out of the races, other cities like Philadelphia who are in the wild card race, other cities like Atlanta who are in the race, they're all starting to think about what they're going to do next year as well. And Trey Turner's the name they're looking at. It's going to be a hot commodity, but again, I think the Dodgers have a real shot at keeping Trey Turner once free agency begins. But again, that's that's coming up after October baseball. Dodgers going to finish off this regular season, get ready for October baseball, where Trey Turner will be a big part of it right there with Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Justin Turner, and the gang. As they'll be back in action tomorrow night, the start of a three-game series against the San Francisco Giants. First pitch is 7-15. Again, Dustin May on the mound against Logan Webb. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck at 6 o'clock. All right, coming up, Tony Gonsolin. What will his role be in October? And the X Factor in the bullpen for this Dodgers team. And a farm report. Don't go anywhere. Dodger Talk continues here on AM570 LA Sports. Three 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 dash down. Eight six six nine eight seven two five seventy. This is Dodger Talk, presented by Chevy, on your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Thanks for being with us here on Off Night Dodger Talk here on AM570 LA Sports. Tim Cates with you here until 8 o'clock. Coming up a little bit later after the Chargers-Kansas City Chiefs Thursday night game is over. Isaac Lohenkron will be along with post-game Chargers talk. Congratulations to our winner of the Dodgers tickets for Sunday, September 25th. Remember, be listening all day tomorrow beginning from noon until 6 o'clock for your chance to win every hour. Dodger tickets to see the Dodgers and Cardinals on Sunday, September 25th. Courtesy of your home with the Dodgers, AM570 LA Sports. Coming up in a little bit, we'll get you the farm report, the latest on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects from A-ball all the way up to AAA Oklahoma City. We got into the whole Trey Turner scenario and what's going to happen with him after the end of this season in which he becomes a free agent this offseason. The latest Bill Plunkett earlier today from the Orange County Register saying that Trey Turner is open to all possibilities 
coming this offseason, and that includes the Dodgers, even though it had been kind of talked about and perceived that he was going to want to go back to the East Coast after his stint with the Dodgers and free agency hit for him here finally this offseason. All right, some other Dodger news we got to get to. This Dodger rotation going into the final stretch here and into October, still to me the biggest question mark is Tony Gonsolin, and that's no secret. What is going to happen with the Dodger right-hander? He's been on the injured list now for a few weeks, set to come back off the injured list uh, towards the end of this season, and when he does, will he be ready to go? He's had a career high in innings. He's got a career high in strikeouts. I mean, everything across the board as far as his stats are concerned. Tony Gonsolin has exceeded his previous highs. I mean, a year ago, Tony Gonsolin threw 55 and two-third innings during the regular season. He's had 128 and a third innings pitched already this season. So he's more than doubled what his career high was a year ago. So there's a lot of innings on that arm this year, and it was a big jump from 55 and two-thirds up to 128 and a third innings. Thus, you've got now a sore forearm and Tony Gonsolin on the injured list. Well, it was interesting yesterday, and I want you to hear the pregame comments from manager Dave Roberts. When asked by David Vasse in the media about Tony Gonsolin, how his forearm's feeling, how did the bullpen session go, here are Dave Roberts' comments about the Dodger right-hander who's having an all-star year and 16 wins already this season. Kind of the theme of our pitching staff as we look out, um, having the sum um, be better than uh, the individual parts in the sense of getting 27 outs in games uh, in a postseason. So I don't know how it's going to look for Tony as far as potential buildup or workload, um, but um, I do feel that he's going to be able to contribute in some capacity, which I know is most important to him. How do you feel like that could happen in the first round of the playoffs? I'm hopeful. Um, I don't know what that looks like right now. Um, so hopefully each day, um, I, I think my messaging to Tony was, let's come out uh, with a net positive each day. And uh, if we can continue to do that, once we get closer, we'll know we have. So for me to speculate what it looks like, I, it's just not fair right now. Can you talk about these different ideas as far as, like, Gonsolin tank it down outs, maybe other pitchers? in roles that they're they're not used to doing. Do you want to do that in September? Do you want to try to simulate something that may be laid out for a plan in October? Well, I, I think that that certainly um, has to be factored in. Um, but in Gonson's particular case, I don't want to go down this road that he's going to be in the pen. But he's done it before. Um, so all that stuff will be laid out and talked about. Okay, there's Dave Roberts yesterday pregame. We're running out of room and time for Tony Gonsolin to get right and built up for the postseason. That's just the facts as we sit here on September 15th. The postseason for the Dodgers will start on October 11th. So, yeah, three and a half weeks away, they're going to have five days off in between the final regular season game against the Rockies and the start of the NLDS because they're going to have a bye in the wild card round. So they get an extra five days more than other teams who make the postseason. Even with that, though, it sounds like there's still a big question mark with Tony Gonsolin and whether or not he'll be ready to get to full bore, ready to go like he was pre-IL. If he's not, David Vasse talked about this yesterday. He talked about it today with Petro some money. The idea going with Tony Gonsolin is build him up as much as possible and maybe use him as an opener. Maybe he gets one or two innings in. Maybe it's one time through a lineup. Maybe he gets into three innings, 45 pitches. If that's what he's able to do in the first round of the playoffs, the first start of the postseason, that's what you take. 
And then you've got guys like Andrew Heaney or maybe Tyler Anderson if he doesn't make the rotation in the postseason. Tyler Anderson then could take that role as the piggyback guy behind Tony Gonsolin. Remember, when this season started, Dodger fans, that was the plan. It was Tony Gonsolin going to start, and Tyler Anderson was brought in to piggyback him because nobody knew what Tony Gonsolin was going to bring. Would he be a guy that can go deep five, six, seven innings? Maybe. Was he going to be a guy that maybe gets high pitch counts and is out after two and three innings? Possibly. He shocked everybody. 16 wins, an all-star appearance, one of the best ERAs and winning percentages in all of baseball this year. This kind of came out of left field, so to speak, for Tony Gonsolin. I think it really did open the eyes of a lot of people in the organization that didn't think that he'd have, obviously, this all-star season, but be able to do what he's had to do this year as a starter every five days. And that's why Tyler Anderson didn't need him as a piggyback guy and was put into the rotation. Certainly injuries were a part of that. But going to the postseason with Gonsolin and unknown and certainly not going to be built up for five innings, 75 pitches, just don't have enough time. Don't have enough time to get him there. And that's okay because you can get him as an opener. You can get him as a guy who faces the lineup one time. So he's out there for three innings. And then you go to a Tyler Anderson who can give you four innings. And then you're asking your bullpen to get the final six outs. Maybe you're asking the bullpen to get the final six to nine outs in a playoff game. That looks a lot better than not having Tony Gonsolin at all. Doesn't it, Dodger fans? I mean, I'm certainly going to be excited to have Tony Gonsolin in whatever capacity they can get. Assuming he's the Tony Gonsolin of the first two-thirds of this season, dominating splitter, really above-average fastball, and getting guys to swing and miss, high strikeout ratio, low ERA, and a 16-1 record. If they can get back to that form, I don't care if he's going to give you one time through the lineup or get you six or seven innings in October. I'll take what they can get at this point from Tony Gonsolin, knowing, knowing that they've got guys like Tyler Anderson that can piggyback him in a playoff game. Also, in case you missed it last night, if you weren't watching the Dodger game or listening here on AM570 LA Sports late in the ball game, you may have missed it. Tommy Canely made his return to the Dodgers' bullpen and made an appearance last night pitching a 1-2-3 7th inning. Struck out a pair through 12 pitches and looked really sharp. Tommy Canely pitched in only four games before going back on the injured list for the last 100 games. Tommy Canely, remember, the Dodgers signed before last year. Coming off of Tommy John surgery, they knew... 2021 wasn't going to be anything from him. It was rehabbing his arm injury, getting back for 2022. He started this season on a rehab assignment, made his debut with the Dodgers in May, pitched four games in relief, and then had soreness in his elbow again, so they shut him down. He has built up the strength in his elbow. The elbow injury appears to be gone. He says he is fine health-wise. He has had a couple of minor league rehab outings, and he was activated yesterday. Tommy Canely, to me, is a huge X factor and could be a saving grace here if Blake Trinan isn't full go in October. And I'll explain why. Tommy Canely is a hard-throwing right-hander who, when healthy, has been very effective. Tommy Canely is a guy who's pitched in postseason games already in his career. I mean, go back to his time with the White Sox, the Yankees, they went to the postseason in 2017 and 2019. He pitched in seven games in the postseason in 17, eight games in the postseason in uh, 2019. A combined ERA under 250 in his postseason appearances. 
He's 33, been battling arm issues, but when healthy, again, a guy who can get out, he throws hard, he's got a devastating changeup, which we saw last night. He threw nine times of his 12 pitches and it just falls off and just kind of disappears and hitters have trouble with it. And then you throw in a 96, 97-mile-an-hour fastball, it makes that look even faster than it is. Tommy Canley is a guy who can get outs for you. Tommy Canley is a guy who knows how to pitch in October. He's been there. He's done it. He's done it in New York with the Yankees on a big stage. Tommy Canley, to me, is a huge X factor and could be, again, there in case Blake Trinan's arm injury doesn't bounce back and he's not able to give you what we thought he was going to give him in October as far as that lockdown reliever, high leverage guy that they can go to. Tommy Canley could absorb that role. Now, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because it's only been one appearance, and it was last night against the Arizona Diamondbacks. 12 pitches, 9 for strikes, threw really well, 1-2-3 inning, he had a comebacker, and then two punch outs. If he can keep doing this over the next 20 games, and let's say he can get 4 or 5 more appearances, build them up a little bit, get the usage up in the final couple of weeks, he definitely could be an X-factor for this Dodgers team. Again, another reason why these games are important, even though they've won the division, they've boat raced everybody in the NL West, and they're just playing out the regular season until October, this, Tommy Canley, an opportunity to, to show that he's healthy, an opportunity to be on display for this coaching staff, this front office, that he's a guy that can be part of this 26-man postseason roster. Last night after the game, Tommy Canley talked to Kirsten Watson, David Vassay, and the rest of the media. Here he is talking about how great it is to be back finally pitching for the Dodgers. Uh, it felt great. I mean, to get back out there feeling healthy and just, you know, pitching like how I used to. It just it felt great to be out there and feel healthy. I feel like last time I came back, and I mean, I just thought maybe it was based off Tommy John, I was having a little achy in the form and stuff, but I just thought I was just part of it, and I just kept going, and then eventually couldn't go anymore, and this last time rehabbing, I finally feel like I'm back to where I was pre-surgery. When did it start to clear up? When did you start feeling that way? Uh, it took about five weeks for it to go kind of almost all the way, and then when I started throwing again, it was gone, so I was pretty much felt like I was good, but I would say I felt kind of like I was back to where I was pre-surgery. I want to say it was my first or second life. I felt like I was ready. Considering time is limited until the postseason starts, how encouraging is an outing like this for you? Uh, very encouraging. I mean, like I said, I wanted to go out there today and just be able to feel healthy and throw strikes again, and I feel like I did that job, and I wish we could have won, but, you know, can't win them all. <laughs> Tommy, considering Blake's back on the I.L., Bruce starts trying to come back, just the construction of the bullpen, the way it looks right now, do you feel like this team is kind of looking to you to be healthy and help them through October? Um, I mean, whatever I can do to help the team, is that's a plus. I mean, I don't know if it's personally looked for me or we'll find somebody else, you know. Just this team is constructed. It's We've got guy after guy, so I, next guy will step up whenever needed. There's Tommy Canley again post-game last night in Arizona after his shutout inning of relief. His first game back since May 13th after he went back on the injured list for over 100 games with the elbow injury. He's pitched now in five total games for the Dodgers. 
over the last two years. But he's joined this Dodgers team at a critical moment, a time in which they need bullpen help. They need to solidify some guys who can pitch high-leverage situations, especially right-handed arms down there in the bullpen late in games in October. He's been there. He's done that. He did it for the Yankees. And I think, I think he could be an X-factor come October. If he can stay healthy here the final couple of weeks, prove that he's healthy, get some outings in there, and be productive in those outings, He's a guy that you have to really consider to be in that Dodgers bullpen come October when the Dodgers need a high-leverage guy in the 6th, 7th, 8th inning. He could be that guy they call upon out of the bullpen. Tommy Canely back in the mix now for this Dodgers team. That's to go along with Evan Phillips. That's to go along with Chris Martin. Certainly Alex Vessi on the left-handed side has been fantastic for this Dodgers team. Caleb Ferguson. So hopefully Blake Trining is healthy and good to go. Hopefully he's able to contribute to this team in the postseason. But again, if not, Tommy Canley. Certainly not the closer type still that Blake Trinan is, but can get you out late in the game in October. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to the farm report. We'll try to squeeze in a couple of calls if we can. No promises. 866-987-2570. Don't forget, coming up after Dodger Talk, when the Chargers game is final and the postgame show is over on Alt 98.7, Isaac Lowenkron will be here on AM570 with postgame Charger Talk. So stay tuned for that. Coming up next, though, here on Dodger Talk, we'll get you a farm report. Dodgers off tonight in San Francisco tomorrow as they start a three-game series with the Giants. Tim Cates with you here on AM570 LA Sports. Dodger Talk is back. Be a part of the show using hashtag Dodger Talk or call 866-987-2570. Off-night Dodger Talk continues here on AM570 LA Sports. Tim Cates with you here. Until the top of the hour, Dodgers off tonight. They'll continue this three-city road trip tomorrow night in San Francisco with a weekend set against the San Francisco Giants. Tomorrow, Dustin May and Logan Webb, the pitching matchup in this series opener. Julio Urias scheduled to go on Saturday night. And Andrew Heaney penciled in to start the game on Sunday night. Well, I promised you I'd get to it. It's time now for the Farm Report. I'd like to go down on the farm, the Dodger minor league system from A-ball all the way up to AAA, get you an update on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects. The minor league season's winding down. AAA still got about another 10 days or so. AA Tulsa is in the midst of their regular season coming down to the end this week. A-ball Rancho Cucamonga is done. High A-ball, the Great Lakes Loons are actually right now in the Midwest League Championship Series. Game two is tonight. For the Great Lakes Loons, that's where Diego Cartay and several of the Dodgers' top minor league prospects are. All right, we'll give you an update for the Dodgers stars of tomorrow, today, what they're at, what they're doing, how their seasons went, and we'll start off with Diego Cartaya, the 21-year-old catcher from Venezuela, the minor league player of the year for the Dodgers, started the year in Rancho Cucamonga, 62 games now with the Great Lakes Loons, 251 average. 13 doubles, 13 home runs, 41 RBI, 40 walks, a 379 on base percentage, and an 855 OPS. How about Bobby Miller, the Dodgers' number two overall prospect? 
the number one pitching prospect, and in Baseball America, the number 27 overall prospect in all of the major leagues. He was a first-round pick in 2020, started the year in AA, now he's in AAA. 19 starts in AA, 6-6, six six, a 445 ERA. In AAA, Oklahoma City, 1-1 one one with a 335 ERA. How about the Dodgers' number three minor league prospect, Michael Bush? Hit high in the air, deep right field. Valade's going back at the track, at the wall. He leaps, it is gone, and we are tied. It is three to three here in the seventh inning. So Michael Bush with his 18th home run at AAA. Oklahoma City Dodgers Radio Network with the call. That home run, his 18th of the season. The 24-year-old second baseman, first round pick in 2019. Start of the year in AA. Crushed it. In 98 games in AAA Oklahoma City, 266 average, 26 doubles. You just heard one of his 18 home runs, 69 ribbies, 42 walks, a 341 on base percentage, an 811 OPS. A great season for Michael Bush, who last year kind of struggled in the minor leagues, his first full season after getting drafted in 2020 during the pandemic. Andy Pajes, the 21-year-old Cuban outfielder, what a season he is having. Delivers, pitch, swinging the ball, hit deep to left field, going back his lot, grand slam! Andy Pauls with a line drive, grand slam into the Budweiser Terrace. Pauls with his second homer today. He's driven in five runs. The 21-year-old outfielder all season in Double A Tulsa, 236 average, 27 doubles. He's got 26 home runs, 80 RBI, a 379 on base percentage, and an OPS over 800. Andy Pajes, a name to remember, as he has a really good year in Double A. More than likely, he'll start next year in Triple A Oklahoma City and could break through with the Dodgers at the big league level next year as well. Gavin Stone, the Dodgers minor league pitcher of the year. 23-year-old right-hander, a fifth-round pick in 2020 out of Central Arkansas. Start of the year in A-ball, six starts, 144 ERA. Then he got promoted to AA Tulsa, 13 starts, a 160 ERA. Then he got promoted to AAA Oklahoma City where he's got a 159 ERA. Three stops in one season for Gavin Stone. Combined 156 ERA at all three levels and a combined 150 strikeouts for Gavin Stone. Look out, a dominating right-handed pitcher the Dodgers got two years ago in the draft, the minor league pitcher of the year, and next year could break through to the major leagues. Jose Ramos, an outfielder from Panama, in Rancho Cucamonga for 28 games, 277 average, 919 OPS. He was promoted to Great Lakes, 95 games there. Hit nearly 300, 19 doubles, 19 home runs, 71 ribbies, and a 789 OPS. Dalton Rushing, a 21-year-old catcher. He was the second-round pick for the Dodgers this year out of Louisville. A catcher can play a little first base, a little bit of outfield. Dalton Rushing. He was the first pick they had this year. They didn't have a first-round pick, so they grabbed him with their first pick in the draft, which was in the second round. 28 games at Rancho Cucamonga. Dalton Rushing crushed it. 424 average, 11 doubles, 8 home runs, 30 ribbies, 21 walks, 
He had an on-base percentage of over 500 and an OPS over 1,300. He got promoted to Great Lakes, where he's with the team right now as they're in their playoff run. Dalton rushing. I don't know if he's a catcher at the major league level. They're going to try it out, but certainly a guy, left-handed bat, power, and he can play. Landon Knack. Right-handed pitcher in Double-A Tulsa, 25-year-old second-round pick in 2020 at Eastern Tennessee State. He had an okay year, 17 starts, 2-10. The record you can't look at in the minor leagues, 5-0-1 ERA. You can look at that, 80 strikeouts. Landon Knack started the eighth season a little banged up with his arm and a little late getting into the rotation in Double-A Tulsa. Looks like he'll be back again there next year. Nick Mastrini, a right-handed pitcher, 22-year-old. Out of UCLA, he was a fourth-round pick of the Dodgers last year, and he can deal. This one to Rizzo, swung on and missed. Another nasty breaking ball from Nostrini. Looked like the slider. And he has his eighth strikeout of the night, back-to-back -back Ks. Rams have had only three runners against Nostrini. Tulsa Drillers Radio Network with the call. Six and four, 378 ERA. He's got a nasty changeup, a really above-average fastball. 163 strikeouts. And a 177 batting average against in both levels, A and AA. He dominated at the A ball and AA level. More than likely, he'll be in AAA Oklahoma City to start next year. Maddox Bruns, a 20-year-old left-handed pitcher for the Dodgers in A ball, Rancho Cucamonga. He was their first-round pick last year out of high school. 21 starts, 0-3, 568 ERA, 67 strikeouts, 45 walks. His first year, really, in minor league baseball. Struggled a little bit. Only gave up one home run over those 21 starts. That's a positive, but needs to work on his control. How about Jacob Amaya out of West Covina? Pitch to Amaya. Breaking ball is hit pretty well. Deep left field. Wilson a couple of steps back, and it's gone. A grand slam for Jacob Amaya. It's the second one he has hit with OKC. His sixth home run with the Dodgers, 15th overall in a 4-0-4-1 Dodgers lead in the second inning. 24-year-old from South Hills High School. Well, he is tearing it up in AA Tulsa, so much so they promoted him to AAA Oklahoma City. You heard the grand slam, six home runs, 250 average, 44 walks. The guy gets on base, 360 on base percentage. He had a growing up year, I think, this year, really making that jump. From not only A to double A, but really that hard jump from double A up to triple A. So Jacob Amaya taking that next step, the 24-year-old shortstop in the Dodgers minor leagues. And the final prospect we'll get to is Yorbit Vivas, the second baseman out of Venezuela, a 21-year-old speedster. The guy can fly. A really good defensive second baseman. He's been all season in Great Lakes, who are currently in the playoffs. 269 average, 19 doubles, 7 triples, so he can fly, 10 home runs, and 66 ribbies. He's also got 63 walks. Again, the guy gets on base. 374 on base percentage and a 775 OPS. So there you go. From Diego Cartaya to Dalton Rushing to Nick Nestrini to Yorbit Vivas, your Dodgers' top minor league prospects here in 2022. Some have finished their year. Some are in the playoffs. And in AAA, they'll wrap up their regular season here in the next 10 days. The Dodgers minor leagues is stacked. They've got one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. We've seen a lot of the young guys come up this year and contribute. From Michael Grove to Ryan Pepio to Bobby Miller to Miguel Vargas, guys have come up when needed and produced. They've gone back and forth, and they've been very valuable to this Dodgers team. So some names you've seen, got a little taste of. Some will be here in a couple of years. Those are Dodgers stars of tomorrow, today, and how they're doing down 
on the farm. All right, that's going to do it for Dodger Talk on this Thursday night. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you podcasting the show. Coming up tomorrow, the Dodgers will start the three-game series in San Francisco as they take on the Giants Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It'll be tomorrow. Dustin May on the mound for the Blue. Logan Webb going for the Giants. First pitch at 7.15. Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll get it all started at 6 o'clock. Until then, have a great rest of your Thursday night. Charger Talks coming up in just a little bit here on AM570 LA Sports. So long, everybody.